Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. When Jesus' disciples saw him spend so much time in prayer, which was followed by his works of power, of peace, of healing, and of reconciliation, all with overwhelming love and joy, they said to him, Lord, would you teach us to pray as you pray? We want to be like you. It was then that Jesus taught what we now call the Lord's Prayer. Today, do we say the same? Lord, would you teach us to pray? We too want to see our future shaped in your power and your love. We too want to be instruments of your peace. We want to be like you. We want to be ministers of healing and of hope and reconciliation and righteousness. Henry Ward Beecher, a 19th century American minister, well known as a social reformer for his support of the abolition of slavery, is quoted as saying, I used to think the Lord's Prayer was a short prayer, but as I live longer, I see more of life. I begin to believe that there's no such thing as getting through it. If a man, in praying that prayer, were to be stopped by every word until he had read it thoroughly and prayed it, it would take him a lifetime. Today as we meditate on the Lord's Prayer, may you encounter Jesus in a new way and be filled afresh with the Spirit of God. The Lord's Prayer begins with a stunning recognition. When we pray, Our Father in Heaven, we are recognizing our relationship to God. He is our Father your Father and mine. As we pray, begin by entering into His presence, by uttering those words in your heart and mind, or out loud if you prefer, Abba, Father. Meditate on these words from Romans 8, 15-16 and ask the Lord to give you a deeper revelation of his Father's love for you. Close your eyes and listen to what the Spirit is saying. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into a fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, You are God's beloved child. Father, as I approach you today, May I experience the fullness of your gracious acceptance of me just as I am. I don't presume to come before you trusting in my own goodness. I trust in your mercy and love toward me. Holy be your name. 
we ask that his name that is already holy would be made holy in us, in our thoughts, in our words, and in our actions. To be made holy means that we are set apart for honorable use to serve our Father in this world that he loves. Today I ask that your name would be made holy within me. Today I ask that your name would be made holy in my family. Today I ask that your name would be made holy in our church. Today I ask that your name would be made holy in our world. When we really encounter God, we are humbled by his holiness, his purity, his majesty, and we fall before him in awe. Long before Reginald Heber penned the words to the famous hymn, Holy, 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 in 1861, the prophet Isaiah had a vision and heard the call of the angels, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Hearing the chorus, Isaiah crumbled in abject humility and adoring worship. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. As you listen to the words of this song, may it be your prayer. Holy be your name. Your kingdom come. This is one of the deepest desires we have as human beings. We long for God's kingdom. We yearn deeply for it. When we pray this phrase, we are really asking the Father to help us let go of our own kingdoms, the kingdoms of our own egos. We know that we are nothing in comparison to the kingdom that God has promised us. We are praying, let your kingdom reign in my heart this day so that I might experience you and the life you bring. May others be drawn to your kingdom through me, and may his kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy finally come for all his creation. In Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis writes, If I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, The only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. You are made for another world. You are made for his kingdom. When your heart is full of joy, you know his kingdom is near. Pause now and bring to the Lord all the areas that need his kingdom rule and reign. Begin with yourself. Is there fear? or worry, or hopelessness? Is there division, racism, or arrogance? Is there sorrow, grief, or loneliness? Consider your family, your community, your church. Bring to God the areas that need the joy, the peace, the hope of his kingdom. Consider our world. Our world so desperately needs to know the grace and mercy of God. Bring to the Lord on behalf of the people of this world the areas that so desperately need his kingdom. Your will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. His will is the source of all our happiness, here on earth as it is in heaven. Pause now and ask the Lord for his will to be done in your soul, in your mind, and in your life, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Give us this day our daily bread. Take a moment to consider, do you believe from the depth of your being that God wants to provide for you and wants good for you? Invite the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any areas of your heart or mind where you aren't excitedly anticipating the goodness of God in your life. Father, reveal to me any area of my life where I expect less than the best from you. I repent of not expecting goodness. Fill me with your hope that you lead me through dark times to places of light, and you work everything for my good as I follow you. May I know that your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in your joyful presence forever. Pause and consider what you need today. In John 16, 24, we read that Jesus said, Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. As we pause now, we bring our requests before God. We come boldly before him as his dearly loved children. Tell him what you need. Pray. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Forgiveness is the action of love, or love in action. It is the healing power of God. The cross is the symbol of that love. Forgiveness is not easy, yet it is the central, most important act of love between God and us. But it is also the central, most important act of love between us and those who have injured us in any way. As we pause to pray, ask yourself these questions. Do I need to ask God to forgive me for something that I'm hanging on to? Spirit of God, search my heart. Give me the courage to be real and humble myself before you. I repent of my sins that I bring honestly before you today, and I receive your forgiveness and mercy. Is there someone I need to forgive? Lord, bring to mind those whom toward I hold offense. Spirit of God, give me the grace to forgive as you forgive me. Thank you for washing away the stain of my sin and making me pure. May I extend the same grace to others. I forgive those on my mind today. I release them of any debt to me and I pray that you will bless them. Lead us not into temptation. We have spent time in his presence, had our hearts drawn to his kingdom of grace and forgiveness, submitted our requests to him and waited upon him for his good. Now we pray that we may not be tempted to turn back and follow our old ways. May we fix our eyes on Jesus. As we pray, 
lead us not into temptation. We are ensuring that we are moving from glory to glory as we are transformed into the likeness of Christ and experience his overwhelming joy. Pause now as you reflect on the high calling you have and thank God that he trusts you and empowers you to fulfill all he has called you to do. But deliver us from evil. In this final petition, we remember Jesus' own prayer to the Father. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. John 17, 15. We pray this petition for ourselves, of course, but we also pray it in communion with the whole church. We are asking God to deliver and protect the whole human family and that every person would encounter the saving grace of God. The great British poet Alfred Lord Tennyson wrote, More things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. Wherefore, let thy voice rise like a fountain for me night and day. Bring to the Lord now the desires of your heart for justice for our world. We pray for those who suffer due to racism and inequality. We pray for those who are battling in the fight against coronavirus. We pray for those who are suffering poverty and injustice. Fill our hearts with your Holy Spirit, that we may love as you love, that we may have the courage to lead change in the world, that we would have the wisdom to speak on behalf of those who have no voice, and that we would see your Holy Spirit fall afresh on people of all ages and all races, bringing unity and peace. Father, may we, your church, rise up with such zeal in your Holy Spirit that we would see revival in your church around the world. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. 